We would like to thank one of our sponsors, Protect Your Neck MMA. It's like the Wu-Tang song. They have a lot of great rash guards and shorts, make great gifts. If you go to our Instagram page, philosophy underscore fighting, you'll find the link to Protect Your Neck MMA, and you'll get a 15% discount on any of the goods that they sell. Tell Michael Shear, the owner, that you know us. Great people. These are created by jujitsu guys for jujitsu guys or any combat sport and fans of 90s hip hop. All right. Cheers. Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right. How was your weekend, though? I had a good weekend. A great weekend now that the Giants won. So, uh, <laughs> Big win. I'm on cloud nine. The comeback. Great fight. Brian Dable playing to win. He was mm-hmm. down 20, 19 to 20, and they went for two points. Yeah. And just that attitude to go for it. Whatever. You lose, you lose. But Oh, you love that. Okay. I think I was, I was thinking about it relating to fighting, too, and just... Yeah, you could kick the extra point and then go into overtime. But if you could win there, do you go for it? Like, right. You, I think analytically it makes sense too, but it's just we get scared and nervous. And it's like, no, no let me do the safe thing and then let's keep playing. Yeah. If you really believe in yourself, you got to coach to win, which is what he said. Yeah, I'm with it. I love it. I, I love a finish. I, I like going for two. I think statistically going for two is pretty strong too. So why not? Yeah. Also, I want to say happy birthday to Arturo. Oh, yeah. (laughs) September 11th. Arturo, thank you for bringing me on this martial arts journey, being one of my oldest friends. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, dude. And I think you've brought a lot of people on this journey at your CrossFit gym, Mm. just teaching random people and then plus talking about the sport. So I love you, Arturo. Oh, thanks, Anoop. I appreciate that. And yeah, that makes me feel good to bring people into the things that I really like. Yeah. Did you have a good weekend? Did you celebrate? I did. I had a great weekend. Yeah. I spent some time at my mom's. That was always good. The kids love my birthday. I'm not big on my birthday at all. I haven't been for like ever, but the kids really love it. It's like, it's like they get another birthday. Yeah, exactly. Kids just love blowing out candles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even just like my mom was like, do you want, do you want any like theme or anything I don't know, whatever the kids <laughs> like yeah get kid stuff you should say yeah you should be like yeah i want pirates or something yeah yeah, yeah. it's, it's funny she want... got me a, a pirate pinata <laughs> really yeah what are the chances of that that's crazy i'm like a little psychic that was that cool. is funny yeah you should tell her yeah, yeah me and meg are on the same wavelength i like <laughs> yeah. i'm feeling very nice man Nice. Honestly, we really probably shouldn't be celebrating your birthday, though, since it's on September 11th. <laughs> At what point do we stop celebrating? Mm, mm. Yeah, what's funny is I know a few people. You know, Craig's birthday was yesterday. He turned 30. Oh, really? Yeah. Congratulations, Craig. Yeah. You're an adult now. Mm-hmm. But I know a couple other people whose birthday is today, too. My father-in-law, two other people at the gym. Like, it's a weird... It's weird to know that many people with the same birthday as you. Yeah. I think it's interesting too, though, because now September 11th is 21 years ago. Yeah. And so you probably didn't, it didn't affect you probably that much if you were seven or younger, you know? So basically like if you're like 28, it doesn't mean that much to you or it, maybe it does a little bit, but it's the way I probably look at Pearl Harbor. Yeah. You know, like nobody cares. Like no one's like, oh, just December 7th, we should stay in. You know, it's like, no, right. It's, Pearl Harbor happened that day, or D-Day, right? June yeah. 6th or something. So it's like, yeah, whatever. We still do it. So, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. All right. So you watched the fights last night with Brian, I think. Yes, I saw Brian. This is my favorite sports week weekend, maybe in like a very long time. Like, oh, nice. Yeah, Giants win. Happen. Yeah, good UFC card. Hell yeah. And I kept talking about the MMA gods and the football gods, and just like whatever. It's at a higher. Like, we don't control it, you know? Like, let's see what happens. And mm-hmm. I was telling my girlfriend, Amanda, like, oh, this card is going to be just so fucking miserable because we love Nate Diaz and he's going to get murdered by this guy. And we mm-hmm. love Tony Ferguson and he's going to get murdered by this guy. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the card is weak because 
Dana wanted to put a weak card, so Nate Diaz leaves on just like a sour note potentially. Mm-hmm. And I was, and, but I was like, I have to watch it though, because I just didn't want them to die. And like that's all I was rooting for. I was like, I don't want Tony to die, and I don't want Nate to die. And I felt like I was preparing for a car crash, and I was just like, how brutal is this car crash going to yeah. be? And then the crash never happened. Yeah, yeah, the gods Do delivered you- for sure. Do you think so? For those that don't know, there was supposed to be a press conference, I think, on Thursday. And then they're like, oh, shit, press conference is canceled because there was a big melee backstage where Kamzat Chemaev kicked Kevin Holland in the chest, even though they're not supposed to be fighting. And Kamzat yeah, they weren't even 35, opponents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Kamzat had 35 people with him in his entourage. And then Nate Diaz was there with 50 people in his entourage. And then everybody started. It just got it turned into a shit show. And then the next day they decided, all right, we're just going to switch up all top three fights. Yeah, so oh. what's really crazy is the first time a press conference has ever been canceled. Yeah, and hold on, I missed the part. We were just like, holy shit, the press conference is canceled. Now things are getting out of hand. But then the next day during weigh-ins, Kamzat was overweight by eight pounds. Yeah, eight and a half, yeah. And, and then they were like, well, you can't fight Nate Diaz now. And so it just so happened, Kevin Holland was preparing for a catchweight fight against this guy daniel rodriguez at 180 and that's what comes out weight at so they were like all right we'll do comes and kevin holland and we'll do tony ferguson versus nate diaz which is what it should have been in the first place and yeah. so it makes me it makes me think artura do you think this was all set up on purpose and this so the plan all there are a lot of conspiracies on this it is weird that hamzat came in so much over mm-hmm yeah, I, I don't know. Also, though, it seemed like Kevin Holland instigated Shemaev. He was talking about cutting Shemaev's beard for him for free. And for Shemaev, it's more of like a religious thing. So that's what provoked Shemaev to kick Kevin Holland in the chest and start this big brawl. And what's funny about that brawl, too, there's some videos you can find online. The Diaz brothers had nothing to do with this, but they see a fight. And they just swarm right in. Like, they're like, yes, I love that. That's like my favorite thing. They're like, oh, people are throwing down. We're in. Yeah. Who's who? Why wait two days for the other fights? <laughs> There's a fight right here, right now. Let's do it. And I think Kamzat's kind of on that same train because anytime anybody says anything bad about him, he just wants to fight them. The crowd was booing him and he just starts giving them the finger. And yeah. I don't even think he really knows what he's doing. He just has like one gear it's like what all right and it's like the same diaz gear and yeah th- th- it was just insane they are the realest fighters there are for sure how how should we start talking about the matches though because the matches also kind of worked out so interesting well here's what i find really interesting i'm looking at the card right now you know how many catchweight fights there were six they said a lot of people missed weight six catchweight fights so normally when someone misses weight the opponent who made weight does not have to fight. Mm-hmm. All right. They will get their show money, all that good stuff. If they accept the fight, they usually get half of like the other person's show money or some percentage of it. Like they a get percentage. a bonus for accepting the fight given the circumstance because, you know, we get it. If everyone just declined to fight and we have no card. They book a venue, all these people come. So they try to incentivize the fighter to take the fight, even though someone misses weight. The problem with that is a lot of the times, the person that misses weight ends up winning. Like the statistics are pretty strong for that. So it just becomes a matter of like, does this fighter need the money right now or not? Do they take the money for the loss typically? Or and it becomes a dicey situation. Mm-hmm. In the instance where Nate Diaz, Nate Diaz is a smart guy. I'm guessing he was dragging Dana White over the coals for it. He's like, no, he missed weight. I'm not fighting him. And I think Dana White bent over backwards to pay him and find the right opponent. And Tony was right there. You know, word is that Dustin Poirier was on weight and ready to fly in. So you don't believe the conspiracy is what you're saying? This all just kind of just I happened. Don't. It's a little because bit one, too much. To I agree. Happened. But the one thing that kind of makes me believe it is they just added Tony versus Li Jingliang just a few weeks ago. Correct. So it was a late addition and at 170, which is like Nate's thing. So it kind of made me feel like, huh, 
Like, is there something there? But it also just seems, why would they make it so tricky? I choose to believe the MMA gods were like, Nate does not deserve this beating from Kamzat and Tony doesn't deserve a potential beating from Lee. Like, let these like two great representatives of MMA and just like fighter fighters from California, like let them just duke it out. And it yeah. worked perfectly. Let's talk about Kamzat versus Kevin Holland. Okay, that was a smash fest. Exactly what I thought. I bet, I bet a good money on Hamzat to win by first round submission. So it was perfect for me. Really? What were the odds you got on that? Plus two, plus two hundred. Well, that's not even that much. No, but like, that was such a sure thing. So for those that don't know, Kevin Holland is really tall, really lanky, and does have a black belt in jujitsu, but has shitty wrestling. And he's always been taken down, but he's also fought at middleweight where he fought people like Marvin Vittori, like Derek Brunson, top five people. And those people have taken him down, but they never just finished him, finished him. Mm -hmm. And those people are 15, 20 pounds heavier. And so I personally thought he might survive a little bit. And plus, I thought Kamzat would be a little on edge after all like the negativity like thrown towards him, deservedly oh, so. And so I was like, all right, maybe it'll last a few rounds. And then just instantly it starts within the first three seconds, Kamzat shoots for a takedown. And then it was the craziest role I've seen. Like Kevin Holland tries to Gramby roll and yeah. Kamzat just follows him. Like he just kept going and going. And then Kamzat was just relentless. And I was getting tired watching him. Like I could hold a choke for like five seconds. And obviously, oh, yeah. nothing, so but like Hamzat locks on a Darth choke. And Kevin Holland does a great job of defending it for a long time. He does like several defenses, gets out of it. But somehow Shamayev is able to kind of roll with the movement, reclamp it and ends up finishing him. And I think was what really got him wasn't even the choke because I think he looked good on the blood flow. I think it was more neck crankish. But again, and he's holding his arm weird. Like just his shoulder, like the way he was. Yeah, I, I think Hamzat knew that the squeeze wasn't going to go. So get a pull and tug type scenario going. And I think that's what did Kevin Holland in. But Kevin Holland was in there a long time. But yeah, <laughs> I knew it was going to be a smash fest. I, 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 yeah, not to take away anything from Kevin Holland, but Hamzat is very different. And I think this was proof that he was different. The Gilbert Burns fight that Hamzat had, I felt like he came off kind of stupid and just having this slugfest. Where there are previous four fights, he didn't even get a single hit on him, and he dominated those people. Mm -hmm. And now he kind of just went back to that style of same thing. Yeah, right, maybe I was stupid last fight. I'm just gonna do this and take him down and choke him out. Didn't take a single strike. Yep. Evil Khabib. I and I went from hating him, not hating him. I'm sorry. I I loved him all coming up, and then mm -hmm. I, this week I was like a little disappointed in him. And then after that match, I was like, fuck, I respect him again. Like that was ridiculous like that yeah. show of just ability it was so cool um, a lot of fans though <laughs> yeah he did lose a lot of fans but some people are saying like online like if it wasn't for him it wouldn't there would have never been a tony versus nate so like yep. it worked out it was like chaotic lawful or whatever yep. and the other way he got a lot of fans back is at the end in the press conference they were asking him like yo so who do you want to fight next like do you want to fight costa do you want to fight robert whitaker and normally comes out literally right after his fight. He goes, I will kill everybody. Alu Akbar. And it was like five minutes before September 11th. Like, and everybody's like, it's just crazy. He's always <laughs> just like, I'll kill him. I'll kill him. And then they asked him about Robert Whitaker. And he goes, no, I don't want to fight Robert Whitaker. I like Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker never says anything bad about me. He goes, in fact, I want to train with Robert Whitaker. <laughs> like, it was, Dang. And obviously, I'm a Robert Whitaker nut hugger, and everybody mm -hmm. on the internet loves Robert Whitaker. And so now everyone's like, oh shit, Kamzat's my best friend again. Like, yeah. I like him. I also like Robert Whitaker. Oh, uh, that's <laughs> funny. First time he said something nice in forever. But that's good. I'm, I'm just hyped for him as a prospect again. Who would you like to see him fight? Oh, it's Colby. You, for sure, the next match is Colby. It's nothing but Colby. Do you think Colby takes it, though? I think Colby might avoid it. No. I mean, Kobe has a history of calling him cum shot. Like, yeah. But they say Kobe, like, he hasn't fought somebody coming off a win in, like, four years, five years. Like, I still Tyrone think he Woodley takes it. Well, what does he have to lose? I mean, he's not, he he's not beating. Oh, does he think he's going to wait in the the wings for Leon? I mean, he, he has done that, and he's gotten 
the opportunity to fight against that's Usman. true but that's long because leon's gonna verse usman if leon even wins against usman if usman wins that title back they're not gonna do kobe usman i agree with you but maybe yeah, i think like there's no other a, choice i think he's looking for like a poirier fight like a fight he could guarantee a victory and make money and just build his brand it's a like, long time out poirier is already booked versus chandler I, I i tend to yeah. agree with you do yeah. you think do you think how do you think a fight between kamzat and colby goes Ooh, it'll be really great test for Colby. Uh, I think Hamzat wins. I think Colby does a lot better as a fighter than a lot of Hamzat's opponents have been. I don't think he does well, as good as Burns, but I think he does make it a fight. I mean, Colby has the best wrestling of anybody that Hamzat's fought. Like division, what was Colby yeah. an NCAA champion? I know he was like an All-American. I don't know if he was like a champion champion. but I don't know if he was a champ. He, he had some of the best wrestling in the UFC. The only person to take Usman down. But Colby has been taken down. Rafael Dos Anjos took him down. And mm-hmm. so he's better at taking people down than maybe his defensive wrestling. But Colby probably has the best cardio in the game. Yes. And so can he tire out? Kamzat, like especially if Kamzat's always right. chasing him. So th- that's what I mean. I think Colby is very hard to finish. And so like Kamzat is the best finisher, but like the tide can really turn the later it gets into it. Because we've seen Hamzat tire out a bit and Colby never tires out. So like I do think if if Colby's withstand that early heat, which he is good at doing, then he, he can make it a good fight. I also think Colby has great fight IQ as well yes i think he and knows that right not, away yeah i'm still not sure about Hamzat's fight iq like i think the I idea wonder, with colby too would be to talk so much shit so Hamzat is so fired to try to finish him early and just burn out the first two minutes of the fight and then colby just sails along the rest now i still think it'll be you, hard but at least that's what'll make it more even do you think if Hamzat didn't finish kevin holland after all that work, he would have been burned out a little bit? Or does he have just such a good gas tank? He believes in himself that much where he's like, I'm going to get this choke no matter how much energy I put in. No, nah, I think he would have burned out. And we would have had a different fight, you think? I think Shamayev still wins even burned out. But it would have been a lot sloppier. I, I don't know if I've ever seen it. somebody work so hard for a choke like that and like continue to just go and the guy was moving. And yeah, Holland did seem to have good defense and he just kept... It was beautiful. It was like such a great display of groundwork, I think. It yeah. Like so cool. Yeah. I, I don't think the average person saw what I saw, but Holland's Darce choke defense was black belt level. It's just Shamayev is just a higher level at that level. But like, it's not like Kevin Holland was just in it and not getting submitted. Like he was defending it quite a bit in different, like the way he would move his body, the way he would create separation with his elbow. It was good, but just, Hamzat's wrestling mad awareness that like that experience showed. I rewatched it like three, four times today. Hmm. And every time I was watching it, I was like, oh, so this is when he gets the choke. And I was like, oh, wait up, Holland got out. Oh, this is when he gets the choke. Oh, Holland got out. This is when yeah. he gets the choke. And I didn't realize because just my memory of yesterday was, oh, he just fucking sank it in and got it. And oh, no. the reality was he worked so hard for that. And Holland was working yep. so hard. It was like, a minute and a half of just pure tensing of like the muscles and getting it. And it shows comes out. like a freak. Like he's got something about him. That's definitely special. He does. And he's done this to just what he's done to him and mere shark, mm-hmm. not Gilbert Burns, but who was the person that he fought even before that? That was good. Oh. It eludes me, but these are good fighters. Even if they're not the best of the best, like mm-hmm. to win as fast as he is, is like, that's special and wild for sure. I think, I think Kamzat does beat Colby, and to me, that might be the fight I'm most looking forward to because I would love to see both these wrestlers, like just to see how their wrestlings clash and also how their striking clashes because Colby doesn't have power, but he's so clean and fluid, and Kamzat has power and kind of wings it. It's just, it's a great match. Yeah, I think it has to be the next one. I don't think there's another choice. Yeah, and has yeah. To, that's a great number one contender match. So let's go to another fight. Did you watch? Oh, the, I, should we add? Should we add one more though? Because they were also saying, what if Kamzat goes up and fights Costa? Okay, yeah, maybe Costa has so many potential matchups. He talks so much, but go ahead. How do you how do you think that fight would go? Hamzat versus Costa. Yeah, I think that ends up. I think that ends up a hard win for Hamzat. 
just with Paulo so big and to take him down and to like not. Yes, I think lost. he will take him down. I think he will be very hard to finish. Yeah, I, I think it'll go that route. I think it'll be like a Gilbert Burns type of event. Not that like, well, Gilbert had times like he really shined. I don't think Costa will shine that much, but I think Costa is such a tank that he would be great at defending and stopping a lot of things and just taking a lot of abuse without getting hurt too much. And that would last pretty deep into the fight. But I do think you would get finished. I think Kamzat's hardest fights at middleweight are like Costa and Whitaker. But I think he could beat somebody like Izzy. I don't know I if think Izzy so too. could prevent his wrestling like that. He could have like an easier way almost to the middleweight championship. I would love to see his, Izzy versus Hamzat. Yeah. Izzy, like- Izzy would really have to finish him. Like he would have to either really keep him away for a while to tire Hamzat out, which I think is a way harder path to do. Or if Izzy like acted like a fast finisher, like if he went about it like Robert Whitaker, like got in the pocket and just went in and traded, I think he could put out Hamzat. Yeah, potentially. I mean, Izzy could put out anybody and maybe right. Needs I think him. that would be his striker. best strategy to beating Hamzat. But I think Izzy's- more likely he goes into the other camp and loses. I mean, Whitaker took down Izzy like five times, but he couldn't hold him ever. But can Kamzat yeah. hold him? I think Kamzat would have a better ability yeah. to hold Izzy there, and especially sure. the longer length here. All right. I'm on the Kamzat train again. Even though he fucked up this event, it worked out <laughs> so perfectly well. Mission failed successfully. All right. Let's go to the main event. All right. Well, wait. Let's go back a little bit. Daniel Rodriguez right, versus Li Jing Liang. Yeah, I saw it, but I didn't like... I felt like Lee won, but then I also felt like, well, maybe I'm biased because I wanted him to win because he took a fight where he was 10 pounds lighter. And Everyone thought Lee won. That's what I was Everyone thinking, too. So I had Lee by split decision, and I was trying to be critical because I am a fan of Lee. And then I saw all the verdict rounds, Lee. And then Dana White was like, no, the judges got that wrong. Lee won. And I'm like, all right, is everyone just really biased then except the judges? I found that interesting. I loved that everybody had Lee's back because he did take the riskiest proposition from this reshuffling for finding somebody that's bigger than him, somebody that he hasn't trained for. Plus, if he does beat Daniel Rodriguez, you don't get the same amount of shine as beating Tony Ferguson in the co-main event. It's just like he lost a lot. And respect to Lee because on Instagram after the fight, he could have said, oh, I thought I won or whatever. He was just like, oh, congratulations to Daniel yeah. Rodriguez. Like, he didn't say one word about, like, losing or anything. He's like, yeah, I love the sport. I love the fans. Thank you. And so I think he got a lot of fans this week for just being sharp. Nate Diaz even shouted at him out, too. Like, every Nate Diaz, he said something in the post-fight press conference where he goes, like, oh, like, Chun-Li. And then they're like, you mean Li Jing Liang? And he goes, oh, I didn't mean to do that to him. Like, yeah. <laughs> And, and he goes, no, respect to Lee. Like, he's like, that was a good fight. Great suit that he was wearing. Like, his suit became a meme because mm-hmm. the press the press conference got canceled and he was looking all sharp. They're like, fuck, Lee didn't get to show off his fucking threads. Yeah, you saw Lee cooked, like, a huge meal for people, too. You see that? Mm-hmm. No. It was, it was subtle because Lee, like, five years ago, eye gouged somebody. And it was mm-hmm. kind of bad. And people were like, he's a scumbag. And everybody hated him. For a while, they kind of treated him like the guy from Bloodsport. Like, mm. he, was the, he was the evil one. And then people, I think, after this week, were like, no, but there's good things about him, too. And they showed a... It was like, you know how the camera crew is, like, at people's houses to see how they live? So in the... Chi- and it was just five people in his family. But in the interpretation, the translation, he goes, no, there's eight of us tonight eating. Meaning, like, he made extra food for, like, all the cameramen filming. Mm-hmm. And so people are like, yo, that's a good dude. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Tony was giving an interview too. And then like he shook Lee's hand. And then as Tony walked away, he was about to trip on wires and Lee like moved the wires out of his feet to like save Tony. And you're like, he's such a good dude. Yes, I I know. I like it's always the cards you think are going to suck that end up being like, shit, this is one of my favorite fucking cards. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. I, I like that. Even though Lee loses, he doesn't lose much stock because everyone felt he won. And he or at least he just gained so many dude. fans. I feel like he's he wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to be more interested in watching the next Lee fight than I would have before. Yeah, yeah, 
definitely. For sure. And this fight, if he did fight Ferguson, I would have been hoping he loses, you know, and I would have just had a sour taste in my mouth, like mm-hmm. he knocked out Tony. Did you catch Johnny Walker finishing and Kudalaba? Yeah, I was okay. happy for Walker. Yeah. Walker um, had so much hype and then he just, his hype train got derailed, but physically he's so imposing six, four huge yeah. reach two Oh five. Like he needed that win too. I feel like if he would have lost and got finished this one, that'd have been it. I also loved his rear naked choke. Like he just kept fighting for it and not yeah. quitting. And then eventually finished it like one handed kind of yep. like a crank. It was like, he gave it his all and Kudalaba gave it his all too. Like that was. Yeah. Kudalaba is a scary guy it. too, man. Yeah. So that great win. Yeah. And it started that way. And then the, the second fight between the girls, who was it? Macy, Macy, Macy Chasen, Macy Chasen. And who did she fight? Irene Aldana, Irene Aldana. That was a good fight too. Back and forth. Very back and forth. That was a rough fight. And the finish has never happened before. Yeah. The first up kick to the body, a liver shot to stop the fight. Yeah, I, I had thought that Macy got hurt, like her leg got injured or something when she fell down. I was like, what happened there? Did she like take her, her knee turn or something like that? Because her hand was like between her legs. So I'm like, maybe she pulled her groin or something. I'm like, what a weird thing. And then like, yeah, the replay is showing like the liver and she was just covering with her arm over her liver. But I was just mm. looking where her hand was going. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, that was wild. Vicious, good fight. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah, two finishes to start off the. Yeah. The game, then a, a good split decision between Lee and Daniel Rodriguez. I mean, not mm-hmm. good in the way we wanted, but still a good fight. And yep. good job for Daniel Rodriguez for taking the fight. It's not easy to be training for, with for somebody for like, yeah. six weeks, and they go, "Actually, you're fighting this person." It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, for real. But I guess that's like the fight game a little bit. And then we had another finish when it was Kamzat Kevin Holland, like mm-hmm. great choke. And then we got to see the main event Diaz versus Tony Ferguson. How did you feel before even going into the fight? Like, what was your, cause we I bet money talk. on Nate. I, I thought Nate was going to win this just stylistically. I feel like Tony's everyone falls prey to Nate's antics in a fight. It like antagonizes them and makes them play like Nate's game. When Tony started his kicks a lot more, I was like, Oh, maybe Tony does have a shot here. But I saw that as soon as Tony took Nate down, I knew Nate was going to submit him. It's just, yeah, it's so tough with Nate, man. Yeah, I mean, I bet money on Nate. And Nate was an underdog for the fight. And I was like, oh, I'll I'll, I'll take those odds. I I thought that was pretty good. And yeah, I thought it was a pretty even fight, though. Like, it was a good fight. It was weird. There was times where, like, they would (laughs) disengage. And there was times that, like, both their styles are awkward. So, like... There was times where things looked just really sloppy or just weird. I don't know how to describe that. Yeah, you're describing it, I think, perfectly. It All was right. A, it was a strange fight. They're both awkward. They're both, like, lanky yeah. and interesting. Nate I Diaz felt like awkward. it was like watching, like, your two buddies that train, but they aren't that good, like, them watching them fight. Like they know what they're doing, but they're also doing, like, some stupid, like, improvised shit that you're like, oh, what? Like, they're just... They don't know what they're doing, but they kind of know what they're doing. That's what I felt like I was watching for a little bit. Yeah, someone described it as like your two fun uncles like fighting. And it's like, (laughs) you don't know if it's serious or not. Like, what are they doing? And then Tony Ferguson was kicking Nate's leg super hard. And it was shin to shin, which just makes me like shiver. And Tony's used to kicking metal pipes with his shin. And then Mm -hmm. so he kicks Nate Diaz in the shin. Nate actually checks it. And then there's a huge gash that comes on Tony's shin. And so, like, immediately there's blood everywhere. And I've never seen that, where blood is just coming from the leg as opposed to the face. Nate's getting some good shots. And, by the way, I don't think I've ever seen somebody where it looks like their punches miss, but they actually hit. Like Nate Diaz. Like, when Nate fought Connor, like, I had to watch that fight so many times. And I would slow down. I was like, did that punch actually connect? Or did he graze? Or did he slap him? But you see the reaction on the fighters, like it hurts. Like both Diaz's do that, where it's like, it looks like they're missing, but they're not. And it just Mm -hmm. keeps accumulating. And you can see Tony's face just becoming more and more bloody and more and more puffy. Mm -hmm. Honestly, before the fight, I said for the first time in my life, 
I'm going to be happy no matter what happens. Same. Like, I was glad the fight was going on. If Tony wins, great. He's been getting beat so much. Like, yeah. Nate wins, great. You leave on top. You're a legend. You're both yeah. legends. Like, you should have been fighting. Like, this is going to be good for everybody. But so, Nate started, as the rounds went on, Nate was starting to take over, correct? Well, well, round three, I thought, was Tony's. Really? Round, round four, though, yeah, Nate, which is yeah, when I guess, finished. Yeah, it was going back and forth. All right, so this is the thing that surprised me the most and that shocked me and that makes me think Nate's mental game worked on Tony. Where I think, to- I think Tony was just happy to be there. Where he oh, almost yeah. didn't treat it like a fight fight. And Tony is, I don't know if there's somebody that's more die on your shield than Tony. Charles yeah. Oliveira almost ripped his arm off. Yeah. And Charles Oliveira's world-class jiu-jitsu, and Tony didn't tap, even though it looked like his arm was going to snap. Benil Dariush is also a world champion jiu-jitsu guy and almost ripped Tony's leg off, and he didn't tap, even though it would have wrecked his entire knee. But he tapped to a guillotine? Yeah. That I, I don't get. Like, you just could go to bed. Like, Tony's the type that would... Why did he tap so quick? And it didn't even look crazy, oh, crazy I don't tight. Know. I don't know if it was quick. It looked tight to me. I don't know. I mean, um, it was tight, but I'm talking about Tony. Like, I know it's compa- Tony Ferguson. Yeah, I, I don't think Tony's the same. He can't be the same. Like Charles Oliveira and Dariush, what he did, like I had to turn away from the screen when that stuff was yeah. happening. I was, But like, he could oh also just God. be really flexible. And then, you know, the choke doesn't matter about flexibility. I don't know. Maybe. I just was so surprised. It was like a variation of the guillotine too, right? Where Nate was like pushing his own... Yeah, I mean, it's just a different type of grip finish, but yeah, it's a strong that, finish if you can get that. But yeah, but is that stronger than a traditional guillotine where you're grabbing like the palm of your hand? Yes, it's stronger. Yeah, because you can get more leverage pushing it up. Yeah, Shit. yeah. I don't know. I'm surprised. And then right away at the post fight interview, they asked him like, "Yo, how'd you feel about him shooting on you?" He's like, "Nate was like, all I did for the last four months was train wrestling." Yeah. Which was like, holy shit. So maybe he really was going to fight Kamzad and it just gives like a whole nother. Yeah. There is no conspiracy maybe. And he was just like, fuck, I was prepared for this. Hey, let's talk about his post-fight speech when he's talking about getting into different sports. What did you think he was alluding to? I know Joe was trying to say like, oh, are you, do you mean boxing? And he just alluded to all sports. So if you don't know Nate Diaz, Nate Diaz sounds like a moron. And I think this is the interesting yeah. thing because he also did a great interview with Brett Okamoto where it's like half the stuff he's saying, it's like, yo, what are you saying? And then the other half is like, I, I get what you mean, though. And it's like, but I don't know if I'm just putting my own interpretation in because I like Maybe. me. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, he means this. And it's just like, he's just like a fortune. He's like a gangster fortune cookie. You know, mm-hmm. we're just throwing out quips and he's like, oh, that's what he means. So do you but, buy that he's going to dominate another sport and then come back to UFC and then win the title? No. Okay, okay, <laughs> no. Not not what I mean, like, do you think that's going to happen? I mean, do you think that he thinks that's yes, really going to happen? Of okay. course. Okay. The Diaz brothers, we, we shared a reel on uh, our Instagram page of Nick and Nate Diaz, like, grappling in a Starbucks. Like, not really fighting each other, but Nick Diaz is showing him, like, some arm drag type stuff. And, and it's just like, these guys never stop thinking about fighting. Yeah. And it's, like, amazing. And so... They have that mentality, of course, where they really do think they're the best. And you have to think you're the best to be that good at anything. And you have to be a little delusional and a little crazy and like a little arrogant. Like that's two sides of the coin, you know, like Mm -hmm. you have to have that in you. And I think Nate could beat Jake Paul. I think Nate could do some jujitsu matches for fun and do well. And at the very least, like make a lot of money and bring attention to some of those people in that sport. Like if he does some jujitsu tournaments, more people will watch that than they watch Gordon Ryan. Yeah. I wonder how much Nate's stock has gone up now. So not only does he leave the UFC on a win, but his last loss to Leon Edwards, Leon Edwards is now the champ too. So it's kind of like one of those things where you're like, dang, like Nate doesn't look as bad as he did a year ago at all. And people look at that Leon Edwards fight and they, all they remember is the last round when Diaz gets the one-two and like makes and uh, Leon stumble. Yeah, laughs at him points and it became the meme and he's like, yeah, I won that fight just because of that like one combo. Yep. And the world kind of agrees. They're like, fuck, everybody loves Nate Diaz. 
I think it's partially like he doesn't look like an Adonis, you know, like he looks like a regular dude, like skinny fat sometimes, but just like he gives it his all. And you're like, yo, this guy just fucking does it. And Nate Diaz's story, Nick Diaz's story, they really had no money. Their father left them. They grew up in like the poorest city in America. And Nate Diaz would literally go to the gym to train because they would buy him a burrito after. Like mm-hmm. some nice guy would be like, oh, we'll buy you a burrito. And that was his dinner. And so it really was like killer be killed, like his mentality, like just fight or die. Have you seen the memes too that when Tony taps, the time left on the clock was 209? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh man, that's too funny. And BJJ people love their numerology. And yeah. So, so like there is, who knows, the world works in interesting ways, you know, like these connections <laughs> we see. But I think people legitimately love Nate. And I think like Nate has is like a meme in and of himself, but he's respected the same way mm. Tony's respected. And so if he does go to jujitsu, like he does some jujitsu tournaments, by the way, when they were trying to sign Nate, Nate was like, I'll only sign if you sign 10 of my boys and the UFC was going to do it. But then they were like, oh, Dana White contender series or no, he's like, no, sign them to the roster. And so that kind of shows he's like, yo, I'll give up my fame and money because he can make $10 million fighting Jake Paul if you take care of my people. And like that shows Nate is just a real one. Yeah, I mean, Nate said that his goal right now is to show how these UFC fighters that they can leave the UFC and make a bunch of money. And like, it's almost like he's trying to push it and he's trying to show it so that they can do it too, just to empower more fighters. Like, hey, you guys can make more money. The UFC doesn't have you by the balls as much as they think they do. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's almost like a, as a means of saying, I mean, he's not going to say it as eloquently at all because, you know, he's Nate Diaz, but it's almost like they only have as much power as you give them, mm-hmm. you know? And you're like, yeah, I guess maybe. <laughs> yeah, Nate was telling a story about the ultimate fighter when Dana came in and was yelling at everybody. Mm-hmm. He's like, you can't fucking yell at me like I'm in school. Like, I'll fight you. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Nate <laughs> never took shit. Yeah. And so, yeah, I love that story about Nate because... Even from the very beginning, he was like, I don't have to listen to you and I'm not scared of you. And I think that just comes from literally having nothing and then like knowing your self-worth because it's like, this isn't real. Like this is a video. This is a reality TV show. Like, you know, like he's like, I've been through real life. Like people tried to stab me and hurt me and my father wasn't around and we had to survive. Like, yeah, Mm. it was amazing. Yeah, that's what everyone loves about the Diaz brothers in general. Yeah. So you think he fights Jake Paul if Jake Paul gets yeah. past Anderson Silva? Yeah. I or think maybe so. regardless. Or maybe he fights Logan. Oh, okay. Maybe. Something like, something like that since Jake is fighting. Anderson. Yeah. And then there's like some theory that maybe Nate is also like left the UFC because if he fights McGregor, maybe he'll fight McGregor again outside the UFC and McGregor yes. and Nate will make a crazy amount of money. But somebody asked him that and they were like, did did McGregor call you to like ever talk about this? He was like, fuck no. He's like, I'd be fighting McGregor. What is he going to say? Oh, hey, Nate, want to work together? Fuck you. Like, tell your (laughs) (laughs) And then somebody was like, I don't know. Well, like maybe he sent you an email. He was like, email? He's like, I don't know how to read that shit. And then then he asked the reporters. He was like, he's like, you guys like really check your emails? And they were like, yeah. And he goes, whatever (laughs) (laughs) i think he just thought the whole world didn't use email i love that he's like oh my god only nate diaz man it's a dying breed and i just want to also say lately every interview he does at the end he just goes oh brett okamoto this has been a great interview i gotta leave now that's it he just tells everybody (laughs) i gotta leave now and he just leaves and it's so cool it's just like also had that interview where he shit on the rock's shoes remember that you saw that yes he did shit on the rock shoes and then he took it down down, but then he put it on his own instagram just to let everyone know i hate the rock's fucking shoes yeah he's like these shoes fucking suck ufc sponsored first time ever ufc is like putting their own like promotion behind something like rock must have, I don't know, paid them, whatever it is, the rock shoes are paid partner. And yet Nate Diaz hates him. And he hates him because the rock, I think said something nice about Jorge Masvidal 
because he was there to give like the BMF belt, like the rock was supposed to put the strap on. Mm-hmm. And at the end, Nate was like, yo, the rock could fucking get it too. <laughs> it was like yeah. amazing. Yeah. Who wins that fight? Nate Diaz versus The Rock. Nate, I think. Brian was suggesting that The Rock would win. The Rock is just so much bigger and stronger. Okay, so one, if they have a... So you're talking about an MMA fight, not just a regular fight. Got to be clear here. Like a street fight? Yes. I'm saying both. That changes maybe. Really? Okay, why? So then in an MMA fight, who do you think wins? Nate, no question. Rock would not pass any steroid tests. No, no, don't count the steroids. It, it oh, is so he's allowed test. to take PEDs. No commission will approve that. If he's in an MMA fight, he gets crushed. If it's in an actual street fight and he's all juiced up, Rock, Rock is still old. I'm just saying, I, say the it's only still juiced. Fighting shape. Say it's the pride. Say it's like pride events, and it's just Nate versus the Rock, and it's okay. Just like, it doesn't matter that he's on juice, and the Rock is what, like two sixty five, like six. I think the Rock will stumble around a little bit. I do think the Rock is athletic. He was an athlete, and he's much bigger than Nate. But I don't know. I don't know if the like the Rock's not going to finish Nate. Does the Rock take down Nate? Mm-mm. I don't think so. Not even tries to football tackle him, and he has that pro wrestling experience. None of that comes so. into play. The Rock wasn't that type of wrestler or that type of football player either. Yeah, I would put my money on Nate, but I could see The Rock winning some matches if they fought. Yeah, sometimes. that's a weird one because you have someone who's like really strong and athletic, but not in the fighting arts, and they would lose to someone much lighter. That's just one of those weird scenarios. But yeah, I think Nate takes it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he subs him. Definitely. Maybe The Rock takes him down and Nate just gets a triangle. Yeah, something like that. Let's see that. All right. So if Nate were to verse Logan or Jake, how do you see those? I always think Nate's going to win because I think the Both. Diaz brothers, okay. they, they, tra- they trained with Andre Ward, who's one of the greatest boxers ever. Yeah, but that's, that's like... And Andre Ward always talks about them as being like great sparring partners. And so I just feel like their boxing is really good. And so I think they could beat Jake Paul in a boxing match. I don't know. Boxing's MMA good. I don't know if it's really good, good. But when they spar with Andre Ward, they're not using MMA gloves. No, I know that. But I think Andre Ward is just being nice about that. Like understanding like, oh, they're great boxers. And, you know, he doesn't say for MMA guys. But boxing people generally aren't nice to MMA people. And I don't think they're the type of people that's Well, that's ignorance on both sides because a boxer will watch an MMA match and he'll see, he's like, oh, that's so dumb. Like they're doing that wrong. They're doing that wrong. They're doing that wrong. Not understanding that the stance is different because of takedowns, that the weight on the legs is different so that they can check the kicks that they can't slip outside the jab every single time or they'll eat that lead leg kick or the lead head kick. So mm-hmm. like a boxer doesn't understand those variables because it never has to enter their world. And vice versa, an MMA guy doesn't understand the refinement that a boxer typically has with that. So yeah, it's, 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 it is two different striking martial arts. Even though you're like, oh, he's got the best boxing in MMA. What the fuck does that really mean? It doesn't matter. I'm just saying more from a pride aspect. Boxers generally aren't like handing out compliments to MMA fighters. True. And nor, Ward, nor, nor should they. That's their own sport, which has a far longer history than MMA does. No, but Ward actually boxes with these guys. And so I think when he's saying it, he's not just saying it out of like, let me be nice. He's saying it because they're legitimately good boxers. I, I think they're probably good. Like when a pro versus an amateur in boxing and sparring, the amateur could do really well, but the pro is not going all out. The pro knows he's still not at my level, but he's a great boxer. Like you can yeah, totally you- give that. Hey, I do that all the time. Like I fight someone. Hey, man, you are a great kickboxer. Oh, you you have great jujitsu, but not that level. Yeah, but neither does Jake Paul. Okay, sure. But I think Jake might be closer than they are. I don't think so. I think Jake okay. is younger, faster, stronger, all those things. Those are but variables that matter. Yeah, of course they matter. Like, oh, okay. I'm not saying I'm not saying Diaz wins ten out of ten, but I think Diaz does win six out of four. And I and so six like, out of I, ten. I, okay, six to four. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, six out of ten. Okay. So I I think like yeah, and the Diaz are just tougher, great chins, savvy. They could make it messy. 
you know, and they're quick and yeah, they just have fight IQ. Okay. So let's go to what fight is actually happening. Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva is a strong favorite. I think he's minus 260. No, I think Paul's the favorite. No. Anderson's the favorite, minus 240, I think, at least. Hold on. I'm looking it up right now because I don't think so. Anderson Silva Silva is the 135 favorite. That's it. Wait. Jake oh, Paul's just minus 135? Yeah. I think when it first came out, it was stronger then. It must have gone down. Paul opened as the favorite. And the what? public is, yeah, the public is piling on to Silva. Okay. Maybe I got that completely wrong, though. Okay. But Silva is the favorite right now. Yes, which he should have been. No, no, yeah. Silva's the favorite now, but it started off with Paul being the favorite. That's weird. Okay. Silva yeah. should be the favorite. Silva should be the favorite, correct. You think Silva wins? Yeah. The only hesitancy that I have is Silva sometimes treats fights like exhibitions, yep. but he did also knock out Tito Ortiz. So maybe he's not treating it like an exhibition and he realizes, look, I only have so many years left. Let me fuck this kid up and just show people how good I am. If he, do, if he gives it his all, I would bet on Anderson Silva winning nine out of ten times against Jake Paul. Now, here's the thing. Eight out, what eight if, out of ten. What if eight this out. was all Anderson Silva's plan all along? Let me just get some good boxing matches in. Let me beat up a few fools. That way I can get Jake Paul. I get that payday. I'm done. Yeah, maybe. But I, also, you but then there's no see... incentive to win. Like Maybe like just getting the fight booked, that's his win. Just got to show that's, up. That's the only reason I'm like hesitant if he yeah. gives it his all he wins eight out of ten times and anderson silva is the type of guy that loves training so i don't know like we always see videos of him fighting with his kids like yeah. he really does love this stuff i don't know if he's doing it just purely for money he talks about honor like it's 47 years old man that's he is not like another 47 year old man i don't want i don't think he wants the world to see him get knocked out okay so yeah, sure. Like, I mean, no one wants to get knocked out ever, but but especially his legacy. You know, let me like, throw this out there. Yeah, get all the athletes in the world over forty. Now, who beats Anderson? Out of fighters? Yeah, nobody. I don't know. Right? I think like, he is the greatest Masters fighter in the world. Yeah, probably. He has to be. Should we have a Masters division? Sometimes it gets me to think. I'm like, God damn! I would. I'll always watch Anderson Silva fight. That's how I felt about Diaz. Ferguson, that is like a master's division yeah, fight. Right. Like they're I'm both saying. older. Like, like they're not going to fight for the championship. But right. But maybe people. they should have their own. I don't know. Maybe because we're yeah. getting older and we're like that. Maybe that's what it is. But dude, I want to see Anderson with a title. I would still love to watch him fight. I don't care if it's boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, name it, MMA, anything. Soccer has like different leagues. And if you lose, you just go to the lower league. Yeah. And you fight, you play with people that are closer to your competition. And right. I think it would be nice. Like some fighters have that. Like why always yeah. fight the top 10? Like you're, all right, you're not I, I there get anymore. Why there's not a master's division. It's not a sell. It's not going to make big money. There's I not a lot would. of people that would be in it, but no, I don't know. I, I think with still, the right matchmaking, you could get interesting guys. This last week was proof. Nate Diaz, Tony Ferguson is a master's division fight and people yeah. would have definitely watched it. And if that was the co-main event of some fight and then you have a reg, like a championship fight above it, great. And they'll be like, yeah. oh, this will be called master's division. Mm. And it doesn't have to be so segmented. It's just, oh, that's also on the card, but it's not. Yeah, totally I mean, would you watch a kid's match on the card? I don't know if I'd watch kids. These are people that have already fought and been amazing, but I'd watch prospects. Right, like Dana White right. Contender so I'm just, just curious to see if there's any lines on that. Yeah, okay. No, it's like Dana White's Contender Series. Like sometimes you have like, okay, people fight and oh, this guy's an up-and-comer. And mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. maybe you have like slight divisions, like prospect division, championship division, and then master's division, mm -hmm. and then champions at the peak. And people could go from master's to champion. Right. Like, look at Glover. Maybe Glover lost a couple yeah. times. He was down and then he wins a bunch of fights. And then you're like, yo, maybe he could beat the champion. And then you yeah. give him and then you move him up. But instead of just consistently throwing them to the wolves, plus it allows the rankings to fluctuate a little bit more. It gives new life to more maybe. fighters. I mean, you could just save a master's division just like that should come down. Yeah. Speaking of come downs, have you seen Bigfoot Silva lost his 11th fight in a row? <sighs> That's so sad. It's like, bro, 
And all of these losses are like knockouts. They're all I TKOs. See, I didn't see it. That's in Khabib's thing. I don't know if it was in Khabib's thing. I just saw the headline. I'm I like, hate that. Yeah, like, like it was three fights ago where I was like, geez, eight? Oh, my God. No, I haven't watched since. Much. But yeah, like, like I don't know who's booking Bigfoot Silva, but like does anyone think he's going to win going forward? I get that he's a big behemoth of a person, but you've got at one point 11 losses in a row? No, it's wrong for the promoters, but maybe Silva needs the money. And so what do you do? I know. Do you ever well, watch the movie? promoter what the big draw is? I guess his size, but do you ever watch the movie Warrior? Uh, I don't think so. Warriors or the Warrior? The Warrior. It's like Tom Hardy and Joel no, I haven't Edgerton. seen that one. It's like an yeah. MMA movie. Mm-hmm. Watch it. It's pretty decent. It wasn't that All bad, right. but it came out in 2011. Nick Nolte's in it. There's some parts where I was like, oh, I don't know if this would happen, but it's also like, well, actually, this might have happened in 2011. Like the sport was so different, you know, mm. where you might have like some freak athletes because there's like one guy that just came on the scene and started fucking people up, and I was like. Well, it's kind of like Kamzat, like, you know, some wrestling prodigy that, like, could be fucking people up. And obviously some Hollywood embellishment. But, yeah, maybe check it out, Warrior. It's on HBO Max. We could talk about it next week mm. or something. All right. It's, All right. It's Fair. Smart or stupid. But, yeah, I am just – this was a great, great weekend of yeah. fights and the Giants winning. Like, I just feel like about <laughs> sports today. Like, I haven't felt good about sports in a long time. That's good, man. That's awesome. You yeah. feel threatened by the Eagles or Cowboys, though? I'm just happy we won. Like, Giants. I don't want to okay. yeah. suck. Again, it's the same thing time. with the fights yesterday. I was like, I don't care who wins. Just don't murder each other necessarily and make it good and competitive. Like, Yeah, I mean, you guys bottled Derrick Henry. I mean, that that's not easy. No, and Saquon went off, and we didn't give up. And mm-hmm. we ha- out of the last 12 years, we've only won one opening day game. Oof. And I feel like it always demoralizes us. And in fact, like the last six years we've been zero and two so it's like mm. and then you already feel like the season's over and then the media and then it just it's like ah and just to have yeah. a win and we have one of the easiest schedules like if we finish nine and eight that is amazing like maybe it sucks because we don't get a qb like early in the draft whatever mm-hmm. we have to trade but it's like it's still like all right we have a decent competent team mm-hmm. that we could build on and it's Fair. not just like tearing it apart that's all i care about yeah Oh, that's good, man. I'm glad you had a good weekend. I had a great weekend, too. So, good high. Yeah. All right. Hopefully, everybody out there also had a good weekend. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it was my birthday weekend. They had to have a good weekend. So, (laughs) yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for checking in. Like always, we'll catch you around for next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting. Hey guys, this is Anoop. I'm sure you've heard. I have a startup called Renta. You can visit me at renta.com, R-E-N-T-A-H.com. The idea is you could rent any type of good service or space. So you could rent a... Arturo to teach you Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or you could rent uh, my friend Andy to uh, set up your podcasting equipment for your next gig, or you could rent uh, the Philosophy of Fighting podcast to uh, promote a commercial on our podcast, or some gear, right? Like our friend Michael Shear did, if you want some Wu-Tang apparel. So uh, check out Renta. It would mean a lot to me. Cheers.